The reading is from Luke 1, 46 to 56, Mary's song. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abram to Abraham and his descendants forever. Just as he promised our ancestors, Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. I'll leave that there. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the Christmas story. We thank you that you still speak to us that you still want to communicate through your word. And we pray that that will happen this morning as we look into your word. We pray that you will speak to us, that we might hear your voice and we might respond and we might be willing, like Mary, to say, let it be. Amen. Well, over the uh, Christmas period here at Lum, Over the last few weeks we've been thinking about the uh, original Christmas playlist, those uh, first Christmas carols that were sang uh, around Jesus' birth. And uh, we've been thinking about which songs would make our uh, favourite Christmas playlist. I was interested to to see that uh, the BBC News, I don't know if you ever watched the BBC News early in the morning, I've had a few uh, early mornings and been watching the BBC News at uh, times that I don't normally watch the BBC uh, News, but I was interested one morning to see they were all singing carols and, and, and somebody was on saying that it's actually good for you and healthy for you to sing. Uh, did you know that? It actually, it's, it, it, they reckon that it, it lifts your spirit to sing songs. So, so what we're doing uh, with these carols is actually good for, good for your heart, good for your soul, as well as being good for your mind and, and your spirit. And uh, it's great that we can do that. And of course, we've been thinking about these, uh, the original Christmas playlist, and we've looked at Simeon's song, uh, we've looked at uh, Zachariah's song, and then uh, last week we were looking at the angel's song. And uh, this week we're looking at Mary's song and uh, seeing what that has to say to us. And uh, we're thinking about uh, Mary, uh, a mother's journey, someone who was saying yes to God, a mother who said yes to God. And uh, Mary's journey, well, saying yes to God, uh, it started with Mary's anxiety. Mary's journey uh, started uh, points for Mary's journey was a place called anxiety and uh, it might be a place that you know well it might be a place that you you know well the angel visited her and uh, it was just like we saw this morning uh, you know she was probably doing the dishes or doing something in the kitchen this angel suddenly appears 
And uh, it was frightening. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Mary was greatly troubled. So Mary begins this journey in a place of, of trouble and anxiety. Mary's anxiety. And uh, the anxiety was about the unknown. Uh, I don't know about you, I, I like to know what's happening. Do you like to know what's happening? You know, I, I like to know what the plan is. Uh, Susan always gets irritated when I say, you know, what's the plan? And she says, there doesn't have to be a plan. Well, I just like to know what the plan is. I like to know what hap- what's happening when, we, when we're coming and going. And of course, Mary's world was thrown into anxiety because she didn't know what was happening. She didn't understand what was happening. And sometimes... When things happen that we don't understand, it puts us in that place called anxiety. Apparently, in uh, in old maps, when they were when they were still uh, discovering the world and, and and drawing maps and making them up, uh, where there were places where they hadn't yet been, they used to put this: "Here there be dragons." Uh, which was a, a sense of saying, we don't know what's here, uh, but there might be something scary there because we've not been there yet. And there's a sense in which Mary was in dragon territory when this angel of the Lord appears and puts her into this state of anxiety, this this state of uncertainty. And of course, we live in a world today, don't we, that is, is very uncertain, that is very anxious about what the future may hold. And uh, the truth is we don't know. We don't know what the future may hold. Where we, you know, people are frightened. Where's the next terrorist attack going to come? What's going to happen with with uh, with Brexit? Uh, what's going to happen with climate change? Uh, what's going to happen with the with the president of the USA and uh, the the guy over there in in North Korea? You know, what's going to happen? We live in these anxiety times because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know, and. Uh, Mary's response, Philip Greenslade says, encourages not to sell people short and reduce this scandalous message to something easily acceptable. Like her, we want to ask, how is this possible? And of course, that was Mary's question. How can it be? I'm still a virgin. I'm not married. How can this be? So, Mary's journey starts at a place called anxiety, but Mary doesn't stay in that place. And it's important to notice that in, in this journey, Mary moves on. And some people get stuck, don't they, in a place called anxiety and they just can't move. They get stuck in a place where their lives are full of worry and uh, anxiousness and concern. And, they, and we can get stuck in that place. But Mary's journey uh, moves on from that place because this is a journey about somebody saying yes to God. And when we do say yes to God, God moves us to a different place. And uh, we move on to Mary's acceptance. Mary's acceptance. Mary moves from anxiety to acceptance. This wasn't an easy journey to make, but it's a journey that she made from anxiety to acceptance. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. May it be to me as you have said. Mary says yes to God. Mary says yes to God. Even though she's uncertain, she's anxious about what God is asking her to do, she says yes to God. I wonder whether you've ever said yes to God. 
Sometimes God asks you to do things that maybe you wouldn't choose to do or maybe things that are outside of your comfort zone. And uh, when we say yes to God, uh, there's a sense of excitement, but there's also a sense of trepidation about what saying yes to God might mean. But Mary says yes to God. Uh, a bit, a bit like in uh, Paul McCartney's song, when I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And that's what Mary says to God, let it be, I am your servant. And sometimes we have to do that. We have to say yes to God without knowing where that yes might lead us to, which is always a little bit scary. It's always a little bit scary. John Davis in his book, Be Born in Us Today, says, The consent of this voiceless, voteless Jewish girl is one of the great moments of human decision-making in our world's history. Gabriel gives her a voice and a vote. Her reply to Gabriel, tell God, I say yes. I wonder whether we're going to say yes to God this morning, to whatever he calls us to do. Say yes to God. I like Oriel's uh, diary. It's a diary of an angel. And uh, in it, the angel uh, records the moment when she said, Yes, hallelujah, hallelujah, hooray, hallelujah. I'm enormously relieved. You may wish to know that Gabriel and I have just performed the most exuberant dance around the office in celebration. We have permission to proceed. It's an amazing thing that the greatest plan our boss has ever formed should so totally depend on the goodwill of a tiny creature, an experienced angel has to concentrate on very hard, even to notice. And what that fiction book does is just is just bring out uh, the kind of magnitude, uh, the kind of awesomeness of what God was doing, in that he was sending his son into the world. Uh, but it involved ordinary people saying yes. And God has chosen to work in this world through ordinary human beings who are willing to say yes to what God is doing. And that hasn't changed. God is still at work in this world and he's still wanting to work in people and he's still wanting people to say, yes, let it be, I am your servant. So, saying yes to God, Mary's acceptance of the angel's message And then we move on again because Mary's journey moves on. And this is about Mary's adoration. We've gone from anxiety to acceptance. And her journey continues from acceptance to adoration. Mary breaks out into song. It's interesting, isn't it, how the characters in the Christmas story uh, just break out into song. And uh, sing God's praises. She wants to magnify the Lord. This is Mary's song. And uh, Mary did not sing, notice this, Mary did not sing in order to experience worship. Her song was an overflow of a life of worship. You know, sometimes, you know, people want to sing lots of songs and, you know, so we can, as if we want to kind of somehow get into the mood of worship and, and the more that we sing, the more that we feel uh, the worship. But Mary's worship just flowed out from her heart, from the joy of hearing from God and realizing that she has suddenly become pivotal in God's plan. And it is a cause of great joy when you realize uh, first of all, that God is actually speaking to you. Uh, 
And then when you realise that God has a plan for you, and that he wants you to be involved in what he was doing, it is a cause of joy. And the joy overflows from her heart. Mary didn't sing in order to experience worship. Her song was an overflow of a life of worship. And we see in this song, Mary's song, we see uh, that first of all it's about joy, worship and joy. Um, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. I wonder what moves you to sing. When do you just break out into song in the course of your daily activities? Does it happen? Uh, happens, isn't it interesting? It happens in football grounds. Isn't it interesting? Football grounds are one of the, the few places where people still break into song. Uh, without anybody organising it. It's funny that, isn't it? If you've been to a football match, uh, there's no, you, you don't get a hymn sheet when you walk in at, at the turnstiles. Nobody gives you a hymn sheet. You, you have to learn the songs. And I guess somebody starts it off. Maybe they've got a Roy who, who gives them the first note, but they just break into song, don't they? And, uh, and sing. Uh, you know, some have got a better repertoire than others. Uh, come on, Burnley. Come on, Burnley. Some of it have just got the, the, the one song. Others have got more than, than one song. And uh, But they sing, don't they? It's interesting, isn't it? And uh, I wonder, are, are there times when when you want to break into song, but, but you're not able to, or, or you feel a little bit uncomfortable? You think, well, people will think I'm a bit daft if I'm, if I'm getting the, 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 the 483 bus into, into Bury or into Burnley, and I suddenly break out into song. Will they throw me off the bus? Uh, or will others join in? Wouldn't it be interesting if you sat on a bus and you suddenly start to sing in a carol? Would other people join in? Uh, or would people just look at you and uh, think you're a little bit crazy? Why not try it? See what happens. Or in the supermarket, you know, when you when you're going round, uh, if anybody goes into a suit, don't. I wouldn't want to go into a supermarket today. I ventured in yesterday, and it's mayhem, isn't it? But can you imagine if you're going around with your trolley and you suddenly started singing, you know, "Hark the Herald Angels Sing"? Would the security would call for security? I O fifty seven, call for security. We've got a we've got a crazy guy in. He's singing carols. Get him out of here. What would happen? Interesting, isn't it? Uh, sometimes I want to break into song, you know, and sometimes I do. It's more often than not, it's when I'm alone when nobody else is here, so nobody else can see me. But it'd be quite interesting, wouldn't it, to try it? What moves you to sing? Well, Mary was moved to sing because she had experienced this angel and her heart was full of joys. And you notice in the song there's highs and lows, in this, there's movement in the song as well in what Mary's doing. Uh, my soul exalts, lifts up the Lord and my spirit rejoiced in God my Saviour. For he has regard for the humble, the lowly of his bond slave. For behold, from this time on all generations will count me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me and holy in his name and his mercy upon generation after generation towards those who fear him. He's done mighty deeds. He's scattered those who are proud, the high, and in the thoughts of our hearts he has brought down the rulers, exalted those who were humble. There's this movement of, of high and low in the songs of God, exalting people who were lowly and bringing down people who think too much of themselves. There's this movement in the song, highs and lows. And then the song speaks of the faithfulness of God. He has given help to Israel, his servant, in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his descendants forever. Uh, Mary sings of God's faithfulness. What is happening had been spoken through the prophets. 
And they were rejoicing because they were actually living through the time when these promises were coming into fruition. They were actually experiencing the promises of God in their lives. And sometimes we do that, don't we? When we experience the promises of God in our lives, it's a cause of great joy and rejoicing and singing. So the faithfulness of God. And then it's about our participation. What is God doing in me? Well, God was doing something amazing in in, in Mary because uh, this child was forming in, in her womb that she didn't know anything about. But also, what is God doing around me? Uh, This baby wasn't just going to affect Mary. Have you noticed that when babies are born, they have uh, a wider effect on... on, It's not just the mother who's affected, it it disrupts the whole household. And You know what I mean? It kind of... and, And this child was going to be disruptive. This child was going to have an effect on more than just Mary. It was going to affect the whole nation of Israel. In fact, it was going to have an effect on the whole world. So when God does something in in an individual, it doesn't just affect them, it affects the people around them. And when God is doing something in you, it's going to affect those around you. It's going to affect people in your life, in your sphere, in your neighbourhood, in your community. And as a church, when God does something in our church, it will have an effect on the people around us and the community around us. Because that's how God has worked. That's how God does work. And that's how God will work. And we see it in, in Mary's song. She's participating in what God is doing. And God calls us. He calls us to participate in his great plan of salvation. He involved Mary. He involved Joseph. He involved lowly shepherds. He involved the ordinary and everyday people, the humble people, the lowly people, were suddenly, in the Christmas story, lifted up. And as we look out into our world today, we see a world that very often lifts up the people who have the people who are talented, the people who are rich, the people who are famous. But God is working in a different way and he lifts up the lowly and the humble and uh, he brings them into his kingdom. What is God doing in me and what is God doing around me? So what are we magnifying? What are we, what are we celebrating? Do we magnify our problems? Do we magnify ourselves? Do we magnify just our own people? Or are we like Mary who rejoices and wants to magnify God because of what he is doing in her life, in her neighbourhood and in her world? My soul magnifies the Lord. So saying yes to God, it's a journey. It's a journey that starts in a place called anxiety, but moves to a place called acceptance. And then it moves from a place called acceptance to a place called adoration. Will you come on that journey with me this Christmas? Maybe you're feeling anxious. Maybe you don't really want to accept the things that are happening in your life at this moment of time. Will you say yes to God this morning? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the, the songs of that first Christmas. We thank you that people did burst out into song when they heard the news of the birth of your son.
We thank you for the joy and the rejoicing. But we recognise the reality of the story. We recognise the anxiousness and the troubles and the the hardships. And we recognise that in our world today and there are so many people that will be anxious this Christmas. We think of people who are affected by uh, the weather and those uh, terrible mudslides in the Philippines. Uh, We think of people who are affected by terrorist attacks and uh, around the world people are live in fear and uh, live with the consequences of the evil that men do to men. And we pray for all those who are suffering this morning. We think especially at Christmas time of those who are homeless, of those who are lonely, of those who are, are not well, of those who are on their own. And we pray that in their lives, in their loneliness, in their homelessness, in their ill health, that they might experience Emmanuel, God with them. That they may know that God is with them in their greatest need. And may he, may they experience his love and compassion in their lives. And we pray for ourselves this Christmas time that we will be able to sing that same song, that we will say yes to what God is wanting to do. In Jesus' name we pray together. Amen.